Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Say the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. Buenos dias! Ooh, that was loud, wasn't it? Hey! <laughs> My mic's on now. So, anyway, good to see everybody. It's a great turnout this morning. It is... Well, I was going to say it's good to be back, but I left Texas, so I'm glad to see y'all again. Y'all nearly lost me. I nearly stayed. I'm just saying. Still. Uh. Anybody want to move to Texas with me? Come on, let's go. <laughs> Robert, Robert and the Garcias, like, let's go. So anyway, uh, anyway, no, it was a good time. Uh, congratulations to Raylan Gardner uh, and Marshall Deering for... Uh, it was, it was a calf rope. It was on the, it was down at Padre Island and the wind was blowing about 20 miles an hour and it was 61 degrees and I was about to freeze just sitting there. They didn't check the tide either. Cause if we'd have been about 10 more minutes in that wedding, I'd have had to have scuba gear on. So, uh, anyway, it was, but it was, it was awesome. Got to see, uh, buddy of mine. I had three best friends growing up in high school, kept in contact with all three of them, but one of them I haven't seen in 26 years of my 23 years on this earth. And so anyway, picked up right where we left off. It was, it was an awesome trip. So, but I am glad to be back. I am glad to be back. I was wearing a coat because it was 60 degrees in Texas, came back, took my coat off at 37 here. So I don't know. I can't figure it out. So anyway, welcome to Save the Cowboys. This is a sick pen for sinners, not a show ring for saints. Man, today... Today's message isn't for all of you, okay? And, and so I, I, I don't want to say I apologize because I'm not going to apologize. But, you know, really today's, today's message is for those that everybody thinks that, they've, that you've got your life together, but you know differently. So it's just for those people. So if you've got your life completely lined out and everything's perfect, just be there for your person sitting next to you that doesn't, that is acting like they do. So, uh, anyway, so not too long ago and congratulations to my little sister. Uh, she is, she needs all the prayer she can get cause she's marrying a PBR bull rider in October. Yeah. She's, I must've got all the brains. Uh, no, he's a great, he's a great kid. He is uh, represents save the cowboy really well. His name's Andrew Alvidris. And, uh, anyway, I went to watch him ride in Denver and about halfway through they, they had this, uh, team pinning competition. Now I've seen like team pinning at ranch rodeos and everything, but I've never seen like professional team pinning. And it was, uh, so if you don't know what it is, they have like 30 head of cattle and, and there's like numbers on them, one through 10. And then they, there's three man team and they go in there, they call out a number and then you got to pull each of those numbers out. Like if they said number 10, you sort out all three number 10s and then you put them in a pen and the fastest one wins. And so anyway, it really looked like a lot of fun. I mean, like. It took me a second to kind of get into it, but once I was into it, man, it looked like a lot of fun because, you know, I have roped cattle at Full Stupid. 
I have got in front of cattle that were going the wrong way at full stupid, but I've never sorted cattle at full stupid. And mainly the reason is because if you try that on a ranch, they're going to pull you off your horse and whip you with a rope. But it still looked like a lot of fun, okay? It still looked like a lot of fun. Man, they would go in there and their horses kind of look like, you know, ex thoroughbreds or, or, or barrel horses. And they would just, I mean, they were sorting cattle at a dead run, just I was like, oh my gosh. It kind of created some anxiety. So I, you know, I had to you know, flag down somebody walking by with an adult beverage just to calm myself down. And, uh, but it, but it did, it, it looked like a lot of fun. It was not very practical at all as far as a ranch setting, but it still looked like a lot of fun. But you know what I saw in that? I saw myself in that full stupid sorting, chasing things for no reason, guilty, running in and blowing everything up. <laughs> Ask my wife. I am a master at that. I'm like, Hey, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. I just, I just blow stuff up trying to help. I am kind of like a blue healer that lived in an apartment in Longmont, turned loose on cattle for the first time. That's kind of like I am. Worried about what everyone thought that was watching me. Trying to do everything on my own. When things go right, take all the credit. When things go wrong, blame somebody else, right? It's American way. And no handle on my life except to go full stupid and kick anything that gets in the way. That pretty much summarizes most of my 23 years. But is that really the way it's supposed to be? Probably not. Maybe we need to slow down. And when we're getting our lives sorted out, no matter if we're 23 like most of us here, or 83 like a few of you. It's never too late to kind of get your life sorted out. But what should we be looking for? Where, where should our focus be? Um, what, what should we uh, be putting our energy into? Should we just be going in and blowing everything up and just as hard and as fast as we can, just listening for a number and, and, and never slowing down and bouncing stuff off fences and, and spurring and whooping? Yeah, that might be okay for for a few things, but it may not be just exactly what God had planned. How to make the right sort. You know, one of the very first things, and, and, and I love the, the following verse that I'll read in just a second. Man, it, it seems so simple, but, but it is truly, truly packed with a lot of good information. But if we're going to make the right sort in our life and just like slow down and Try to get things exactly where we want them without riling everybody up too bad. I think we need to start focusing on values, not occupations. You know, one of the first things, and, and I'm super guilty of this, and I've said I was going to change, and I need y'all's help. Have you ever noticed that whenever you meet somebody, the first thing you ask is what their name is, and the second thing you do, you ask is what do they do for a living? Are either one of those really indicative of who that person is? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We need to focus on who we are, not what we do. Focus on values, not occupations. Who you are is the true direction of your life. And that's the, that's the direction you should take, not what you do. 
When you focus on who you are, what you should do becomes much clearer. Just go in there and, and, and make that sort slow and steady. And it's not about what we do. It's about who we are in Proverbs 21, 21. Okay. 21, 21. And I know some of you are like, well, I can't remember any scripture. You can remember 21, 21. Okay. Proverbs 21, 21 says this, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. Man, I mean, come on. Isn't that what we're all looking for? Those three things, life, prosperity, and honor. But how many of us are looking for that in the occupations or the money we make or the, or the vehicles we drive or the horses we ride or the events we attend or how many big buckles that we have in our trophy case? None of those things is going to find us life, prosperity, and honor. But the good book says right here, whoever pursues righteousness and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. I, you know, and and we, we can even take out the biblical part for a second and just ask somebody, hey man, in your life, would you like to find life, prosperity, and honor? I, I don't know of a single person that would go, yeah, that's probably not for me. I'd just soon go and blue healer everything, just blow it up like I've always done. You know, I mean, I don't know of anybody that say that. But, but this is clearly stating that righteousness and love lead to everything we want. Righteousness and, and what, I know righteousness is one of those religious words that's in the Bible. I mean, very few of us, you know, when Ty makes a good heel shot, I do not tell him, dude, that was a righteousness shot. Okay. I should, maybe I'll start. I, I should. And so you know, it, it, righteousness is not a, a normal term that we use every single day, but really what it means is living the right way, living the right way. So it says right here, whoever pursues living the right way and love finds life, prosperity, and honor. You know, think about that. Think about your life right now. Do you really think that God intended you to work 60 hours a week for 50 years so that you could retire and die? Ooh, that sounds exciting. Sign me up for that. No, I mean, there's much more to life than that. And, and everything that God says, everything that he tells us to do, the rules of his ranch that Ty was talking about, man, all of that leads to these things, life, prosperity, and honor. Who doesn't want prosperity in their life? You know, I'm not even asking God to be rich. I just want to be able to change the oil in the truck and, and, and buy beef jerky without taking out a loan. You know what I mean? Uh, the, you, you don't have to be rich to be prosperous. You know, prosperity doesn't necessarily mean financial. So good things and good things will come. You shall sow what you reap. That doesn't mean that, you know, prosperity is only about money. Love things and they will blossom. You know, I think the most prosperous cowboy is one that can lay down and his, lay down his head at night with a clear conscience. Not because he doesn't care what anybody thinks, because God approves of how he lived his life that day. That's prosperity. 
How many of us would pay everything we had just to get a good night's sleep every now and then? (laughs) I'll I'll take that. (laughs) It's not going to be much. I got like 38 cents. If you want to make the right sword in life, instead of just blowing it up like most of our lives have been, man, we we just, man, there's no amount of, of, of laziness or anything, man, we go with everything at full stupid, but, but maybe we need to slow down and think, what is, what is the best way to get this accomplished? First way is to focus on who you are, not what you do. What you do isn't indicative of, of necessarily who you are. The second thing to make a good sort in our life, to get our lives sorted out, might be to focus on serving, not self. Focus on serving. And, and you know, I, I just want to maybe clarify something a little bit. When I say serving, I'm not talking about helping others. Although that is the byproduct of it. I, I think that most people think that, you know, if you're going to serve somebody that you're going to, you know, help them do something or wait on them or, or, you know, move them or I I don't know. But really what serving means biblically is to bring out the best in others, bring out the best in others. You can serve people all day long in every interaction that you have, whatever the case may be, Bring out the best in that person. That is actually serving. Those are the people that make a difference. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't help people move and and brand calves and tag calves and all of that. But really that is secondary to bringing out the best in somebody else. That's where we need to go to. That's what we need to focus on. We need to focus on who we are, not necessarily what we do. Let's put our identity in what Jesus said for us to do and who he said we were. And then let's focus on serving others. And that doesn't mean, you know, to go out there and, and just let people walk all over you. It means to go out there and bring out the best in somebody else with whatever means that takes. Sometimes it's taking food over to them, taking them long X ranch beef. That could bring out the best in somebody. It's hard to be your best whenever your tummy's hungry. But it could be just smiling. It could be listening. It could be a thousand other things. But what we need to do is start focusing on, I'm going to wake up every single day. And I'm going to try to bring out the absolute best in everybody I come into contact with. Serving is not helping others. It is becoming ourselves. Sometimes the best way to serve might be to let others help you. Sometimes the best way to serve might be to let somebody else help you. To bring out the best in them. I challenge you today to go out, not just this next week, but in all the weeks to come and with a conscious and deliberate effort, 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 E-F-F-E-R-T, effort. God, y'all can't even speak English here. Go out and bring out the best in somebody. Bring out the best in somebody. 
in Matthew chapter 20, verse 26, Jesus tells us exactly what it means to be great. This, I'm reading the verse. This, however, is not the way it shall be among you. He's talking about y'all. He's talking about us. This, however, is not the way it shall be among you. If one of you wants to be great, you must be the servant of the rest. Man, Jesus just turns the table on everything. He's like, man, the greatest among you will be the servant. And you know what? I want every stinking one of y'all to be so great that can't even stand you. You know, there's like this cliche that you hear me say, and it just, it's one of my favorite people that aren't like us. You know, oh, the Christians, they just think they're better than everybody else. You dadgum right. You better be better than everybody else. I want you to be better at bringing out the best in others. I want you to be better at loving. I want you to be better at forgiving. I want you to be better at showing kindness in all of the ways. Yeah, I want you to be better than everybody else. I actually, I want you to be the greatest. And Jesus said, this, however, is not the way it shall be among you. If one of you wants to be great, you must be the servant of the rest. And finally, focus on the life you want to live not the reward it offers. Y'all don't laugh. <laughs> well, now we have to. well, yeah, you, well, you were going to anyway. Uh, I really wanted to be a rock guitarist whenever I was in high school. I had the hair to match. That, that's, that, that is a dream, huh? You want to be a drummer, rock drummer? The TK Roadshow. The Baldies. <laughs> the Baldies. <laughs> We'd get good at market. They're, they're pretty popular. Uh, but I wanted to be a rock guitarist. The problem is, is I didn't like learning scales and arpeggios. It's really hard to get good at guitar when you don't like doing that kind of stuff. I just, you know, <laughs> it's kind of... Let me give you a little bit of insight about the guy talking to you. So I, I've been working out for about a year and a half now, and I still can't lift a suitcase without getting winded. I'm very strong. I can lift 12 suitcases, but I'm still going to get winded. So I started working on my cardio. And so anyway, I've always kind of been a natural. If I wanted to do something, I just put my mind to it and I, taught myself how to play guitar and you know I mean I wanted to learn to ranch rope and with Ty's help and a few other guys help I won me a buckle for the first time in my life I mean if I wanted to do something I could do it right well I got tired of dying and so I started doing cardio and then I, I went to my wife and I said I really think I need to go to the doctor because something's wrong with me and she said why and I said because this cardio's not working. I'm still dying. She goes, well, what are you doing? I said, man, I'm doing burpees and sit-ups and pull-ups and sit-downs and squats and Russian twists and, and ellipticals and treadmills, and I'm doing everything. And she goes, and you're still not getting any better? I said, no. She goes, well, how many times have you done it? And I said, three. 
When she said idiot, I really think she was saying it in love. I really do. She does love me. And so that, that's, kind of, that's kind of how I've lived my life. I, I wanted the reward, but I didn't want the day-to-day grind of it. I want to be able not to die whenever I take the trash out. I can lift the dumpster, but I can't walk out there without dying. But we need to learn to focus on the life that we want to live, not the reward it offers. You know, I wanted to be a rock guitarist, but I didn't want to learn my scales. I I just wanted the reward of it, not the day-to-day-to-day stuff. How do you know the life that you want to live? Well, I can't tell you that. I can't tell you that. I can't make that decision for you. I, I can't look at you and say, this is what you should be doing. I don't know. But here's three questions that may guide you towards a life that you might want to live. What lights your fire? What lights your fire? What is your dream job? If money were no object, but you had to do something, what would you do? But this third one might get you even closer. What breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? Man, I've got friends that work, that work in the sex trafficking area that that breaks their heart. And I've got friends that are first responders and Leos and, and all of that because what breaks their heart is, is people being taken advantage of or, or being hurt. I've got friends that are fixing to be deployed because what breaks their heart is the thought of us not being able to live free. That's what we should be doing. What breaks your heart? Are you ready to get your life sorted out? Start focusing on who you are, not what you do. Your job is not a great indicator of who you are. Focus on serving, bringing out the best in others. And finally, focus on the life you want to live, not the reward that it may or may not offer. In Luke 9.25, Jesus says this, What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? A lot of us have been doing that right there. We have been losing or forfeiting ourselves by concentrating on things that are unimportant, like money and like jobs, uh, certain jobs. We need to focus on who we are and who we are, our sons and daughters of God. We need to focus on serving, uh, of bringing out the best in others, man. It's It's not rocket engineering, man. Just go out and bring out the best in somebody else. Let others bring out the best in you and focus on the life you want to live. And if you want a real good indicator of that is what breaks your heart. Get into that. Get into that because you know what breaks my heart? You want to know what breaks my heart? 
is knowing that the answers are all written down for us. They are applicable and that love and life eternal are awaiting those of us who believe in Jesus Christ. And yet I still see people suffering. I still see people hurting. And following Jesus doesn't take any of that away. But in the end, it'll be worth it. What breaks my heart is the thought of somebody not knowing the love of God that I know. That's what breaks my heart. That's why I'm here with you today. And I'm asking you to help me. Because if that breaks your heart, there may be somebody sitting close to you. There might be somebody that you know that just needs to be loved. And nobody can do that better than God. Let's go to him in prayer. God, thank you so much for allowing us to come into your presence and just just to hang out with you, God. It's not about religion. It's just about relationship, a relationship with you that's just based on love and forgiveness and mercy. And, and the reward for this life that, that you have offered us is, is unimaginably cool. But God, there are so many people hurting here today that are watching online that they just, they don't know how to go. They don't know where to go. They don't know where to turn. God, help them to focus on who they are, not what they do. Help them to go out and bring out the best in others. And also help them to find out just what breaks their heart, what lights their fire, what they would do to really make the most of the life that, they, that you have given them. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.